Hey, everybody, welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast where every Wednesday we'll bring you fast paced, powerful 15 or so minute episodes meant to inform, educate, and inspire around a variety of topics, including trends and all things tech for the professional salon industry. I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. And a quick reminder, on Sundays, you can now find me hosting Mastering Beauty, a podcast featuring some brilliant guests sharing their best advice on building sustainable and successful careers. So today, I'm going to talk a little bit about some conversations I'm tracking online. Seems to be the place where so many of us go for insights into what's happening in our larger world, and I'm amongst those people. And uh, today, I feel compelled to chat about some of these conversations. And so, um, and I, and I kind of feel like these are becoming either trends themselves, especially in business and career, or, or signs of things that, that might soon be become trends. So yeah, kind of fascinating itself. And uh, they also uh, very often today, I think, speak to kind of how the industry maybe collectively, not individually, but collectively perceives itself. And, uh, and therefore, that makes these things extremely important to all of us, in, in my opinion. So the first one is, uh, is something that um, I would say encapsulates a, a larger conversational trend that I'm seeing online. And so uh, um, I'm going to share some of what is in a specific post. Um, those who listen to me know that um, I have had issues with some of the things that certain coaches are posting online. And this is um, from um, one of those coaching organizations and um, you know, they posted it and it's out in public. So, and I had a kind of a visceral reaction to it when I read it. I think I've read it like five times. <laughs> I just scratched my head going, I don't understand. Um, so we'll see what you think about this. And this was a post that it was um, asking the question, you know, kind of, of, of how people, again, perhaps perceive us. And the post was, was basically kind of a, a fill in the blank idea of, of hairdressers are not blank. And then you know, they had a bunch of things below it as examples of what hairdressers are not. And perhaps that's, that's a better way of saying it. So uh, I'll just kind of read and comment. Um, so they said, hairdressers are not your therapist my comment. Oh my gosh. Um, please nobody say, okay, boomer on this one, but oh my gosh. Um, the industry has for decades been saying in a good way that I remember there was a series of, of uh, videos done, you know, many years ago by Vivian McKender, one of the most iconic hairdressers of all time. And, you know, she, she's like, Hair, you know, we are not just hairdressers. We are so much more. And one of the things, again, this long been said that we are very much like therapists that we help people that we listen to their problems and often can give feedback that that people appreciate and enjoy and you know we have a unique relationship with clients and so the hairdresser as therapist idea came from us now perhaps today it's it's been around for a long time and there's many people you know who want to scream that that's not what we do that's not what our job is i'm not sure that many consumers are looking for hairdressers to become their therapists or expect that hairdressers are their therapists uh, perhaps I'm misunderstanding how some clients are, but again, it's always been positioned as something that makes this profession even more professional, not less, and more in tune with clients, not less, and therefore a powerful, positive attribute, um, and so nothing that we should be screaming negativity about. Um, so yeah, that's number one. Number two, hairdressers are not uneducated. That one I really scratched my head about. It says, okay, so 
who is saying this to you folks? Um, I, I struggle with this. I, I realize as an industry, you know, many consider us a quote unquote trade, you know, and, and that, you know, perhaps is looked negatively by some people, the kind of people who look down their nose at other people. Like, I don't get that excited about those people, but um, I, I know it can be hard for some of us. Interestingly, on, on this idea of education, most hairdressers have completed high school, um, which is, is a big deal. Uh, most hairdressers, if not all hairdressers, in, at least in the U.S., have completed cosmetology school, passed you know, a licensing exam. You know, that's education that we all should be proud of. And perhaps most interesting today is that enrollments in traditional colleges and traditional four-year colleges, education that perhaps is the other side of this coin that they're referring to, um, is actually going down dramatically. The people are seeing less and less value in this. Um, and perhaps within certain families, you know, this conversation is different and family conversations are really specific and have to do with expectations within a really small group of people. Maybe that's different, but to general public, you know, having this conversation. I, again, I don't know where it's coming from. Next, hairdressers are not performers. Um, I have never heard this one except by people in the industry. In the industry, like hairdressers um, to the outside world, to consumers, I think most of them don't even know what that means. So I, I, I don't know that that's being said by individuals. Never. That's one I've never heard by anybody. So fascinating. Next one, which, which also going back to previous conversations I've had, reminds me that some of this stuff is clickbait, you know, but it is what it is. All right, next, hairdressers are not less than. Again, with a lot of these things, I think, you know, sometimes these posts make me feel like people are either playing off some professionals' self-esteem issues around career, you know, and I think we can all have those. I have had that in certain points of my own life, I think. And so, um, but I think a post like this, you know, Hairdressers are not less than. Um, I don't think the average consumer is is expressing that. I guess so. Where, again, where is that coming from? Um, generally speaking, um, family and friends. And hopefully, they don't feel that way. That would be kind of gross. But that's very different than the general public. And again, I, I this one surprises me. I, I scratch my head. Next one: Hairdressers are not available twenty four seven. I don't know anybody who is. <laughs> maybe paramedics, um, I don't know, firemen. But again, and I know there's been a lot of conversations about boundaries and you know, I, I think it's important that we have them. I know people who've always had them throughout my entire career. I know lots of people and talked to lots of people about hairdressing and hairdressers, people from outside the industry. I do not believe that the average client in the average salon or even the great salon feels that their hairdresser is available 24-7. Now, if somebody's paying you big, big money, they might have a different expectation of you. Having said that, most people who are making big, big money um, are the first people to set boundaries. Uh, again, unless you're a paramedic. Um, but so, you know, the more successful you are, the more opportunity you have. And again, I've known many, many successful hairdressers who are really good at setting those boundaries. And so, if you have clients who think you are available 24 7, it's your responsibility as someone who I'm sure is good with people to proactively put those things in place. If someone says, oh my gosh, can you come in on Sunday and take care of me? Again, if that client is going to be aggressive after you've in a very rational way have explained why that's not possible, if that person is aggressive, then it's time to say goodbye to that client. Um, but I honestly do not believe that the average person in America thinks that hairdressers are supposed to be available 24-7. 
Um, it's just one of these things that a few, few folks have grabbed onto and made it a bigger problem and kind of, again, projected their problems onto the entire industry, which I think in itself is a very big problem. Kind of one of the negatives I think that we deal with with social media. And there's so many examples of that in our larger world. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Um, I understand, you know, that things can get really blown out of proportion sometimes, but we need to step back and I would argue, um, understand the larger context and, you know, be logical and reasonable how we kind of get to the conclusions of, of these thoughts that we might be having about our, ourselves and, and more importantly, in this conversation, our larger profession. Their next item, hairdressers are not required to be affordable. Okay. All kinds of customers, all kinds of economic status. I mean, I think that's really, really important to say. I think it's also important to say, as an example, the majority of people who get hair color don't do it in a salon. That has to do with economics. And so, no, hairdressers are not required to be affordable. What happens from that point forward is up to you, how you market self, yourself, how you position yourself in the market, um, how you, um, you know, deal with building your business. Affordable is a very relative term. And what's affordable for me may not be affordable for somebody else where we are in our lives, you know, and the, the, the kind of arc of our careers have, has to do with that. Our larger family, if we're a consumer, you know, it's kind of the economics around our families and, and you know, children, if we're raising them, all those things have to be considered. So, no, you are not required to be affordable. You are not required to set prices at any price other than what you want to, and then let the chips fall where they may. Next, hairdressers are not to be belittled. Gosh, this is such an old idea. It's almost a trope. Um, I, I feel like today, you know, go, go, let me say it this way. Going back, you know, 25 years, you know, there was a lot of, of stuff going on in the media where hairdressers were, you know, kind of um, met, often ridiculed. Um, we don't begin to see the level of that that we used to see. And, and without going too deeply into it, I would say that so much of that back in the day really, I would argue, was much more about homophobia than any sort of belittling of hairdressers specifically. Um, the, the gay hairdresser was used um, as a way of, of belittling um, gay people. Um, and, and that was a very different problem and a very different time. And so, um, yeah, the, the belittling thing um, is uh, something I scratch my head about as well. I mean, all of these issues, you know, our issues in, in, in a way, it just feels like they have been overblown and are, are, are being used to draw people into conversation that reminds me of what's happening in the larger media around us outside of beauty, which is, you know, clickbait, which is exaggeration, which is kind of getting into people's emotions to get them excited for all the wrong reasons. You know, stuff just trying to drives me crazy. I mean, at the end of this post, they, they kind of a fill in the blank, you know, hairdressers are not blank, you, you know, you the reader of the post who perhaps will respond. One of the first things, one of the first responses I read, um, and I jotted this one down, is that hairdressers are not putting up with your bullshit, quote unquote. Oh boy. So I don't think the person, typical person who's listening to my podcast would feel this way. But if you feel that you have to say this in, in a public setting on social media, even in within our own industry, again, it makes me feel like you must have a lot of clients who are giving you what you think of as bullshit. And um, that makes me say, wow, if you're in that place in life, in that place in career, I'd be looking to 
try to figure out how I'm going to change that narrative, change your circumstances. So the conversations in your head change. And if you can't get there in, in a relative quick amount of time, then I would strongly suggest, you know, that you consider your career options and maybe this isn't for you. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. On top of that, you know, I'm going to add that there's a lot of conversation that, again, feels connected to this. It's, it's about the industry as a service business, a, the, the career as being in the service of others. And again, a lot of negativity around that idea that we're something more than that as an industry. And so first, I'm going to say that I think being in the service of others is something we should be proud of, um, really proud of. And that because we're here for other people, we talk about how hairdressing, you know, has the ability to change people's lives. And, and, you know, I, I believe that I've, I've seen it, I've experienced it. I have too many friends who go to salons who over time, they've had one or two of those experiences that were really transformative. And so I think that, um, yeah, we should be proud to be in that part of, of, of all the different type of careers that you can have. I, I just think it's, it's so powerful and it kind of makes me sad that we somehow might think that that is, is not what this industry is all about. It's, it, to me, it's, it's, it's about caring for people. It's about um, inspiring people to be their best selves through your work. Um, and yeah, I could go on and on about that, but, but I'll stop here. And I would just encourage everybody who's offended by somehow being thought of as being in a service profession that, um, yeah, I think if you really understand this industry and the impact it has on people and has the potential to have on, pe on people, um, if, if that's, if you don't have clarity around that, I, I would hope you get the chance to be around some people who do and can share those experiences with you because, um, yeah, I think it's one of the things beyond the work itself and the work's amazing. And uh, I, I'm just blown away by so many really, really talented people in this industry. And I think that's best appreciated by people in the industry, but for the person who's going to the salon, that idea of service. Um, and I don't necessarily mean a the service, but that connection of serving others um, is really, really a positive thing. And I, my whole career has been in the service of others and I'm not a hairdresser. I've never worked in a salon. But my entire career has been really about serving the people I come in contact with through my jobs. It's not something I decided for myself. It's the career I landed in, but was taught early on the importance of the customers that I had the opportunity to serve and how doing my job well could be transformative for other people. So, uh, yeah, oh, I will uh, close there. I was going to talk about something else, but I'm going to save that for next time because I'm, I'm kind of out of time. But I will also say here that um, if you have anything on your mind that you'd like me to talk about, um, send me a DM on Instagram. And over on Instagram, I'm Gordon M. I'll spell that for you because it's missing a vowel. <laughs> so you can DM me over at Instagram at G-O-R-D-N as in Nancy, M as in Mary. Um, yeah, that's me, Gordon M. on Instagram. And drop me a line if you've got a topic you think would be fun for me to consider talking about. I would love to hear what you're thinking. I'm out of time, so I am going to wrap up here. I'm going to encourage you to visit me over at socialbeautymakers.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter. Um, if you like what you heard or if you want more content, um, every Monday I send out a newsletter, kind of my weekly recommendations of other content, things I've seen on other platforms. I kind of hit on posts, on videos, on podcasts I'm enjoying, and it's just a very simple 
way for me to share more good stuff. So uh, yeah, check me out over at socialbeautymakers.com. And also you'll get early access to the podcast over there. Um, I'd also appreciate a rating, review, um, subscription, or best yet, share the podcast if you're enjoying it. It's a great way to pay it forward and to help others to find the podcast. And lastly, I hope you listen in on Sundays. I've kind of switched gears over there. Social Beauty Makers is my Wednesday podcast going forward. I've started a new podcast called Mastering Beauty. It's in uh, connection to my role as CEO over at Beautycast Network. And these will be 30-minute conversations with brilliant professionals on creating sustainable, successful careers. So as always, I want to thank you for tuning in and say that, uh, yeah, I am Gordon Miller. And I can't wait to share more with you next time. Mm -hmm.